0: Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 151. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes, or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell.
1: A uh, few of the Templars stay out there, and they say, the Commander will see you then.
2: All right, I take this Matrix thing with me. When we're a little bit away from the guards, I say to Imogen,
0: there's something a little weird about Kerak.
1: A little weird? <laughs>
0: In what way? I don't know. It just seems not so putasi. This is the first
2: Kalai we've really had much interaction with. Oh, yes, that's true. I wonder if Axon's around. I'll run back and grab the book. Oh, that's that right. I got for him. You got
0: him the book on historical.
2: Yeah, I tried to get him something on historical stuff, but I got this Dominion propaganda book. That's right. But you I'm want... still going to give it to him because I got it for him.
0: You wonder if Axon's around. I wonder if. Arudin is.
1: Which guy is Arudin? Oh, he's the, uh...
0: The one from Antigua.
1: The one from Antigua. Right. Man, I can't keep track of all these protoss.
0: Salandis said that he was doing better, but we still haven't actually seen him since we delivered him here.
1: Yes. Uh, your guards, escort, whatever, they see you, Lily, run back, grab something. They say, do do you mean to keep the commander waiting?
2: I have a gift.
1: A gift for Zalandus?
2: No, for Axion.
1: I mean, no, sir. Well, you know Axion.
2: Mm -hmm. He gave me this scar here.
1: Yeah. Oh, that one of them looks to the other. Oh, you sparred with him, didn't you?
2: She's like, yeah, I'm that Terran.
1: (laughs) We don't encounter many Terrans here. (laughs) Very well. That's uh, by all means. She figures they all have heard the
2: story about the sparring. (laughs) <laughs> she did stab herself in the back
1: uh, you know yeah, Axion almost killed this Terran but these Terrans were kind of trouble anyway <laughs> yeah they hijacked one of our hover sleds
2: <laughs> and now she's kind of present <laughs> indeed She, you know what she even holds it up so that he can see that he, she's not like
1: some kind of primitive data storage device
2: yep See, now this guy seems like a proton
1: <laughs> huh Strange ways. <laughs> but they do take you straight to Celendis, since you've got the crystal, among other things. Apparently.
2: Oh, you got the crystal? Aye. <laughs> <Hi. laughs> actually, she says we got the crystal. Did we get the? If you're the- gonna ask if we body? got the whole thing, no. Oh, okay.
0: We're gonna filled up the whole interior a saffron. That's a
1: good point. They are pretty big. Yeah, uh, Selendis so is there to meet with you. Uh, she dismisses her, her guards. I appreciate that you were able to rescue Carax. We thought he had just perished in the waste. A victim of one of his own experiments, or the wildlife, perhaps. So it is good to feel his presence again.
0: Well, somehow he ended up in Tal Darim hands.
1: That is most distressing, and we will be investigating thoroughly. I will expect him to... He will necessarily be very clear about what, how that happened. But you need not concern yourself with such details.
0: Uh, At which point, Imogen asks, does he have any choice about that? Like, with the Kala, can you guys hide things from each other?
1: After a fashion, no. We cannot. We are all connected. We are all bonded in this way. I do not think he would resist. Anyway, where he was working on some new experiment, some things are perhaps more dangerous than they are worth. But he and the Kali are an important part of our society we could not function without them so it is not for me to judge whether his experiment was inappropriate or not
0: so are the other scientists here the ones that were taking care of the animals and things like that are those all kalai
1: of course what i could not have a templar do such a task
0: how many types of things are there
1: types of what things
0: you there's templars there's kalai like, how many cast levels are there?
1: Give me a charm check.
0: I know that this is completely inappropriate for Imogen to be doing.
1: Yeah, this is a red <laughs> and two purples and two blacks.
0: Three threats, but two successes.
1: Uh, you're going to take a bunch of strain. What you call the the cast system. The Kala. is what binds us together. It is not a not just a matter of there's this caste and there's that caste and there's another caste and there's, there's a Terran desire to fit things into such categories we have the Kalai we have the Templars you might roughly consider the Kalai as civilians after a fashion uh, there are further subdivisions so to speak uh, but that is a primitive way to describe it and within the Templars there is also a a range of roles that various Templar can uh, fulfill. You again, I uh, apologize. Your very language itself is lacking in the nuances to describe these terms.
0: So then there's Kalai and there's Templar.
1: Uh, there's Kalai and this Templar. We have duties and bonds to each other, though.
0: But there isn't any other categories?
1: Uh, if they're broad-speaking, no. There are adjudicators who are also a form of Templar. And I wish to clarify that it's not that they are the highest form, it's that they bear the burden of judging other Protoss. There are executors, you might call these admirals or generals. They bear that burden, making decisions in battle at a larger scale. And again, it is not something that we can fully describe in using Terran language in idioms.
0: So do any Kalai ever become Templars or Templars become Kalai?
1: Give me a...
0: Imogen is thinking of this memory she has now of a...
1: Clearly a Kalai.
0: Protoss guy having finished conducting a Sai Gauntlet and being like, Ooh, I'm going to turn this on. Yes. I feel like this is another charm check,
1: but I'm going to upgrade the difficulty so there's two reds and a purple.
0: And another thing Imogen is thinking as she's asking these questions is, like, what has become of Arudan? He can't fight anymore. He's somewhat disconnected from Kala. Like, has he been demoted to a Kalai or, like... Ah, uh, I see, I see.
2: All right, so... Two reds and a purple.
0: Once again, this is uh, very successful, but four threats.
2: Your nose doesn't start bleeding, does it?
0: I'm not doing anything psychic. I'm just asking questions.
1: <laughs> four threats, wow.
0: I don't think I could get a nosebleed just from asking questions,
1: but... No, but you will suffer some, some consequence in a moment.
0: Instead Stop asking questions!
1: Yes. So you ask, can they be one become the other and the other... She looks at you, her eyes tighten up briefly. No, one cannot become the other. One is Templar, one is Kalai. They are not... And again, this is your limited Terran understanding... You just literally don't have the societal functions to be able to put this together. To know what it's like to be connected with everyone around you in that way. That if a Kalai were to do such things, it would be dangerous. It would be discordant. And that would take us back to the strife we were from.
0: Oh, the independence of the Nerizim.
1: Yes, and she does something to you. What is your...
0: I don't have my shield raised. I wasn't expecting shields are not
1: raised. That's right. Okay.
0: What does she do to me? She shuts me up? Or does she try to push knowledge at me?
1: She gives you a brief vision of some long time ago in the Protoss past. And it is... There's no side gauntlets. There are...
0: Side daggers. They hadn't grown as large as gauntlets yet.
1: Yeah, Uh No, there's some other form of weapon, clearly. And it is a slaughter field of just Protoss. They seem to be two armies... At least. Killing each other. But it is. It just looks even more brutal than the, like, battlefield you saw of...
0: Is this, like, physical weapons?
1: Yes. Like, physical weapons. And the Protoss in general don't have nerve cords at all, it seems. This is sometime before the Kala.
0: So, okay. Their physiology changed?
1: Or they changed themselves. And occasionally you see some sort of psionically inclined Protoss, like, Ripping through a lightning storm.
0: Like the Templar who was high on Tarithine?
1: Yes, very much like that. But even more chaotic. Okay. And like you feel like you're there. You feel like you're trapped. You can feel the heat of the lightning for a second. Blades whirling all around you. And you're pulled back to the, the realm of the living. Okay. Do not think that you can understand Protoss culture by asking a few questions seen a few things. Ours is a long history."
0: Imogen thinks, and yet Protoss thinks they totally understand Terrans. Terrans who have been around for, you know, maybe not in this sector for terribly long, but our species has existed for millions of years.
2: And Lily's like, why are they so quiet? What an awkward pause. (laughs) But she wasn't paying attention until that point.
1: (laughs) That's true. Like, oh, are they done? Are we done? Did we give the crystal I appreciate the services you've rendered. If I need anything from you, I will be in touch.
2: Wait, did you give her the crystal? I put it on the table.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. She takes the crystal. Uh, and she dismisses you.
0: All right, might have burned that bridge.
1: You know, it happens. If you burned a bridge with Lee June, then you became best friends, there's still, there's still hope. You could both roll cool or discipline to recover some strain.
2: Yeah, you know, I didn't have to do anything hard except for stay in the room.
0: Well, I have four successes and a triumph on that roll. We
1: have yeah, triumph? Oh, on there.
0: My strain recovery roll.
1: Strain recovery roll? So you're backed up to full.
0: I am. But also, maybe I'm philosophic about it. In just the way that you described. Yes. Like, eh, she'll call us when she needs us, and then she'll like us again.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's... So you don't view it as a failure?
0: No, I don't fail. What are you talking about?
1: Uh, you know, so Lendis just doesn't know yet. We'll be best friends. Uh, you two see a Protoss-Templar-Warrior rapidly approaching. This he- Almost-almost jogging up.
0: Look alarmed? No. Well, earlier guards were, like, bristling
2: at us. That's true. Protoss do all kinds of things that you don't expect. It is true. Is it Axion?
1: Uh, Lily Washington, it is good to see you. Can I recognize him as ax- <sighs> Give me, like, a three purple perception check.
0: Is this because he's, like, in armor?
1: He is in armor.
2: At least I'm not hungover anymore, hopefully. That is correct. You are no longer hungover. If I am still hungover, I'm never touching emoji and Whiskey again. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: I got a triumph,
2: a failure, and two
1: threats. Triumph and failure and two threats.
2: Yeah, I sometimes I feel bad about these triumphant
1: failures. All right, you don't recognize this guy but he's trying to be super friendly, but you just don't follow. But do I recognize the armor or something? Is that the triumph? You might recognize the, uh, axe.
2: Oh, okay, so it's the he's carrying the axe. So I don't know who he is, but I... Yeah, but you recognize the axe. I'm like, hey, I recognize that axe. That might be
1: what she says. It's a good way to put it. I, I like that. He's, he's, he's uh, t- I didn't mean this to intimidate you, of course.
2: That's all right.
1: I, uh, in fact, I, I will swear off this axe.
2: She says it's only dangerous to need my hands.
1: Perhaps you do not recognize it's, it's Axion.
2: Oh, Axion. No, I didn't recognize you. I'm sorry.
1: It is understandable. Terrans don't interact with many Protoss.
2: Did you figure out the axe?
1: I've gotten a little bit better at it. Yes, I have. I think I oh. control it a bit better. Nice. Uh, did you use a knife when you fought him? Or you... He also gave you an axe, right?
2: We fought twice, I think once with sticks and then once with the axe. Right. And he said something like, I'd like to see what a Terran does with it. And what a Terran did with it was stab herself in the
1: back. Well, uh, yes, he still asks if you'd like to go another round. I think you did two rounds, so we have to go for a third to finally settle it.
2: Yeah. She didn't think that she was going to be allowed to touch one of these axes again.
1: Very well. Uh, Again, you have the choice of weapons.
2: Oh, we're not doing the axe.
1: If you wish to choose the axe, we can do the axe, I would understand. Let's try it. Are you sure? Very well.
2: Yeah, you're not going to get in trouble if I hurt myself, are you? I hope not. Oh, okay. Oh, but first I got you this. I wanted to get you something a little bit more... I don't know, with more information?
1: Uh, so what is this thing called? It's a Dominion propaganda.
2: It's a
0: book.
1: Is it like <laughs> Victories of the Dominion?
2: Oh, oh, oh. oh. I think it was historical. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Victories of the Dominion.
1: It was historical, but through a Dominion frame. Yeah, so it could be uh, victorious battles from victorious battles from Alpha Squadron to yeah the Battle of Zebus or something.
2: Or no, it maybe it doesn't go all the way to Z. It's just one of a part of a series. So it's like the Battle of Helian's Corner or something like that.
1: Ooh, okay. So it's a detailed, like, tactical analysis of this battle and it's definitely talking up.
2: Of... Yeah, but I think it was a little bit more propaganda-ish yes. but it was what she could find Okay Yeah, I I wanted to get you something that was, I mean let's see, can she recognize that it's propaganda?
1: I think you succeeded at that, yes
2: So it's a little biased of course, towards the Dominion but you might thought you might find it interesting
1: Fascinating I will have to have it translated. But, uh, thank you. I... He is a bit flustered, actually.
0: Can't read?
1: No, because, like, he doesn't have something to, like, give her. Oh, yeah, I don't know anything about protest things. Well, I suppose I can only offer you a, uh, invigorating bout. All right. All right.
0: Oh, uh, not going to get a protoss knife to go with your zerg knife to have the, the full three.
1: Yeah, I considered it, but I decided you already have enough.
2: No, he—he,
1: I just gave him a book on propaganda. (laughs) There is that.
2: (laughs) And besides, he let me handle an iron blade.
0: Okay, Imogen just says, just remember you're still recovering
2: from that blood hunter.
1: You faced down a blood hunter?
2: Well, I mean, I couldn't see her. She was invisible at the time.
1: Naturally, as a blood hunter is.
2: She got me right here. Just stabbed me right there. Then you smeared your blood on her. Yeah, I did.
1: That is a fierce wound.
2: Yeah, it kind of hurt like a sum of bitch.
1: If you are unwell, we should not. It would not be fair to duel.
2: No, I'm alright. I'm alright enough. I didn't hurt myself that badly last time.
1: I insist you receive medical treatment. Let that be my gift to you. Before we, uh...
2: Before you suffer more damage.
1: Just in case. <laughs> He's the diplomatic warrior. <laughs> Just in case you hurt yourself, Malorna be likes before you cut your own leg off. Yes.
0: It's a
2: nice contrast.
1: That's what it's all about. You know, Protoss, very diverse and interesting species.
2: They have different personalities?
1: <laughs> slightly. Slightly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah, he takes you, like, to their medical area. There's a few, like, scientist med- doctor types there. They kind of look at him briefly. They're not saying anything. They look at you, and there's, there's some sort of exchange. Uh, give me a perception check. Two purples and two blacks.
0: I mean, we've been treated by the vets here before.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think that is the conclusion they come to.
2: Because I'm not Protoss.
1: One success. Yes. It, you see this and it's like the doctors are saying, like, we can't do anything about that. So what, the, what are you talking about? And it, you recognize what the problem is and it occurs to you, like, we talked to your veterinarian, your xenobiologist earlier.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had different doctors when we were here last.
1: Axion turns to you, ooh, who did you see before?
2: A vet, like your animal doctor.
1: Oh, yes, our bio-researchers.
2: Yeah, yeah, those guys. I
1: suppose they study mammal mammalian creatures. Yeah. Alright, he, like, waves a hand off at these fellows. I mean, unless these guys want to see it. To see what the blood hunters are
2: doing for wounds, but maybe they don't care on terrans that's actually
1: an interesting description of it one of them does actually consider it like uh yes actually that might be interesting even though it's on a, a terran body uh, we don't have many survivors who face down a blood hunter their warp blades are very often lethal as you never see it coming of course yeah i didn't see what she stabbed me with i assumed it was that it's probably a warp blade Although, if you're not dead then maybe it wasn't i'll pull up my shirt show him you just Right there. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Kind of looks at it, like pokes it. Kind of. It's still a little sensitive. Oh, oh, you have. I apologize. I thought Terrans could turn on and off their feeling.
2: That's all right. It just hurts.
1: Fascinating. It won't kill me. It won't. Okay. Well, that's good to know too. <laughs> they have like an academic interest in it, but they don't.
2: Yeah, I didn't think that they were going to be able to heal it.
1: Oh no, not at all.
2: Good. That's information in the calla.
1: <laughs> That's true. So do they think it's a warp blade? Uh, they're not sure. The result was a complete wash on their roll. But Axion can take you to the Xenobiology research. They look up it's like, ah, oh, the Terrans have returned.
2: <laughs> oh, and they're hurt again.
1: They're still oh yes. They are injured. Uh one of them looks an Axion, like, did you do this to them? Like I guess saying it out loud is so you you know, for your benefit.
2: Yeah. Oh no, no, blood hunter and I i show him
1: oh yes you've definitely got some but i don't actually remember what the other things were <laughs> uh hydralisk was at least one thing
0: oh yeah 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 and then there was another taldorim that got her too oh uh, yeah yeah
1: yes you faced down multiple taldorim psy gauntlet yeah yeah so she's like
2: psy gauntlet hydralisk and then there's the other child room. And then I think there's one more that I don't remember. So she's like, I don't remember what that was.
1: Now, you're pulling off various parts to show them scars. Are you also edgy about keeping your tattoos covered to Protoss? Or like, you don't think they understand? So that's not as big a concern.
2: You know what? I'll probably stay edgy about that just because her instinct. So okay. I don't think she's as concerned with them knowing what it was since Malorn didn't seem to know, but that's probably an intellectual thing. Like if she right. thinks about it for a second, she'll be like, okay, this isn't probably a thing. But she probably by instinct will keep them covered.
1: Okay. I think that makes sense. And they're generally they're fascinated most with like your warp blade wound. Yeah. But they're like commenting on eh, it's good blood clotting, uh some bandaging here and this yeah, someone someone knew what they were doing when they sewed this up. Oh, that was Imogen. Oh, Miss. Yes. I suppose it makes sense A Terran would know how to take care of a million wounds like this. They're able to offer you the equivalent of a painkiller uh, in drugs. That's nice. Lily's happy for them to see her wounds. She knows they got so
2: excited last time they got to treat a Terran.
1: <laughs> yeah, they take your temperature, do a quick physical kind of thing. Imogen, are you up to anything in here?
0: Imogen has, like, no interest in watching a combat or anything like that, but she is interested in asking around about Aradon.
1: Okay. These Protoss, they seem like the best demeanor that you've seen here. So, you can sort of ask them, you can just ask, ask Axion.
0: Well, I think since both types of Protoss are here right now, I will ask the general question to the group, because Axion is a warrior, and so was Erudin, but Erdin wasn't well, so I don't know where he would end up.
1: Okay. Feel like this is, you know, a, a delicate subject for them. So give me a charm check, three purples.
0: And I think I would like preface it by saying when we were here most recently, you know, Slandis said Erudin was doing better. Uh, you know, have not any you all seen him? Do you guys know how he's doing? So I dropped is name.
1: Your your vision for Blue Dye?
0: I don't have to fish for a blue dye, but...
1: I will give you a blue dye because you have developed a reasonable rapport, or Lily has helped you develop reasonable rapport with these, these particular protoss.
0: All right, well, I have two successes and one advantage.
1: Axion is like, oh, Aerodin, Yeah, yeah, tough guy. Uh, one of the uh, researchers there, though, like, uh, Aerodin. oh, yes, he, sad he suffered uh, terribly being cut off like that. And he goes on to like, yes, uh, Selundus talked to him, some of the others, the-, the doctors talked to him. There's no way to reconnect him to the Kala, unfortunately. But, uh, apparently, this just a rumor, there was a Nerezim ship that came to visit. And uh, we think he left on that ship. So, rumor is he's joining their ranks.
2: Okay.
0: And I or Protoss are okay with that?
1: Uh, The the other Protoss in the room, they're just, like, hemming and hawing. We are trying to be a united group. Uh, Our ways are very different from each other, so we maintain a certain amount of separation. But their capital world, they would consider perhaps their home world, uh, Shakuras, far, far off in space. They were kind enough to take us in as refugees there. Even though some zerg followed us there, we were able to together cleanse the planet of the foul infestation.
0: Not the same sort of cleansing as Mars are.
1: Well, no. We did not have the Golden Armada. We're just now starting to come back out into the sector. So we owe them a great debt. And there was a lot of bad blood between our people. We're starting to come around that, our... And I think uh, Axion kind of takes over, yes. Our our great hero, Tassadar, he helped bridge the world between our two peoples, and he he was able to channel both the power of the, of Ayer and of the Nerezine. and he used that to defeat the Overmind. Which, this is news to you, Jew. That the Overmind was defeated, yeah, that happened, but you don't know how.
2: Yeah, I thought Kerrigan had something to do with it for some reason, the way somebody was talking.
1: Ah, the Queen of Blades. She was a slave of the Overmind at the time, I believe. Maybe she still is an agent of the Overmind, in some sense.
2: Oh, it was you guys that killed the Overmind.
1: It was... it was Tassadar, truly. We... many Protoss from Mire helped clear the way, but he gave up his own life to destroy the Overmind by channeling both the energies of the Dark Templar and of the High Templar. Almost no Protoss can master both. What are these energies? Axion tries to explain that high Protoss channel psionic energy, but like he's talking in a, give me a daunting knowledge Protoss check. He's injecting a lot of mysticism.
0: I don't think Imogen has ever heard anybody talk about psionic that way before. Correct. They're being different, like it's all just like, yeah, Protoss do psionics and Terrence do psionics and Zerrick have something, but nobody's talked about like drawing from different pools or anything right failure and one threat
1: you're not able to track what he's really saying and as you said it sounds very different from what you've heard before and it, it just sounds like he's injecting mist. Mystic- it doesn't sound scientific okay he's got a ritualistic way of understanding it and he's got a limited understanding of his own capabilities and probably even less understanding of other protoss abilities all right
0: so then i will turn to the scientisty people And I will say... Now, you said that Aridin was cut off from the Kala, and it couldn't be re-established, but... Very sad. Protoss didn't always have these long nerve cord things, and you didn't always have the Kala, so...
1: No, there was a dark time in our history, it's true, before the Kala.
0: But where did these things come from? Nerve cords? Aye.
1: We adapted them into our physiology.
0: You mean... You genetically altered yourselves.
1: If you want to think about it that way, yes. Without the Kala, we are destructive. Barbaric.
2: Kind of like you.
1: (laughs) Take a look at the Tal'Darine. That is what we might be.
0: I just have all these questions about nerve cords swirling around in my head now. Like... How did you genetically create these things? Or was it some separate organism that you like made into oh. symbiotes? Like, are you grafting me?
1: You maybe ask a couple questions and the researchers like, this was all created by uh, our greatest uh, among us, Adun. He saved us from the, the strife. He created the Kala. He created the Templar and the Kalai, in a sense created what we, we see. Uh, but you're you Imogen are not understanding necessarily like was this a great hero among their times? Was this like their founding mythology? It is not clear.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't have a sense of how far into the past things happened, like that history gets turned into mythology. And... It's just like since I had an actual vision and like actually saw Protoss like pre-Kala. Yes. I'm just wondering how this all happened and And, too, because, like, they speak of the Kala like it's this thing that was invented, but at the same time, it's like some psionic phenomenon that, like, I can only skirt the edge of, and it seems like you have to have these nerve cord things to connect to it, so that seems like they're an organ of some sort of psionic nature, and I'm just like... Where's the line between like science and, and like the mysticism that like Axion seems to have? And how does that fit with what Terran psionics are capable? Of?
1: So it's a bit inscrutable.
0: Yep. And, and Lily's just like, all right, let's fight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Axion's ready to go too. I was thinking this is why Lily's not going to get a
2: point in Protoss knowledge because it's just so complicated. Maybe Imogen's one of her themes is restoration, because she seems like she's like, "How do I restore infested Terrans?" and <laughs> how do we get your cords back?
1: Just find something broken and try to fix it. Sometimes you break things yourself.
0: That's like what doctors and mechanics do. True.
1: And that is what Imogen is, except an outlaw technician.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's she's outside of all the
2: systems. That's true. All right. But Lily would love to get her
1: hands on this axe again. Axion takes you to the the sparring room. All right, round three. Tosses you an axe. Yeah. All right. I would like from you a brief fight night rules. So I would want to know, you're going to be making a melee check. Mm -hmm. Uh, But first, I want to know what tactic you're applying to this fight that will make things more difficult for Axion. So somehow like it's a bunch of parkour or it's brute strength or deception. What is the style of your fighting? You're gonna make a skill roll to try to make his role more difficult.
2: Okay. I don't know that she's gonna be able to brute for- out brute force him.
1: Uh protoss are not necessarily physically stronger. Okay. They're bigger, but Well, okay.
2: So maybe athletics, because I think
1: she's quick.
2: So let me let me think if there's any special spin she can do on it. No, I think she's just going to use athletics. I, and I think it's mostly because she really wants to feel into this axe. Try it out.
1: Okay. Your athletics will be opposed by, I think, his athletics. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be a red and two purples. He is going to try to use his incredible speed. His ability to charge around uh, at rapid, rapid pace. So it'll be his coordination against your coordination.
2: Okay. My coordination is uh, yellow and three greens. Okay. All right. I got two successes and two threats.
1: Okay. You succeed. I didn't stab myself in the back this time. You did not stab yourself in the back. He also succeeds his jacket, like charging around. So he's going to be a hard target for you to hit. Okay. And when he hits, he feels like he's going to be able to hit hard. Uh, but he still hasn't quite gotten used to this charge capability he has. It seems to be a new augmentation for him.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, so he's a little off balance. You're also a little off balance as you're trying to like push him back and use his strength against him. He's just a different sized opponent than you're used to fighting and this axe is still a little unusual. So you succeeded. Mm-hmm. You will upgrade the difficulty of his combat check against you. Okay. You had two threats. Uh-huh. You will take a black die on your check. He succeeded. So you will also face an upgraded difficulty on your combat check. Okay. He also had two threats. So he will also have a black die. <laughs> I feel like we're just evenly matched here. (laughs) That is very, very possible. So it's going to be a melee check, uh, except it's upgraded and there's a black die. So a purple a red, a black. One success. One success is enough to do it because he had failure with advantages. Aw. So it's a close bow. This represents the whole uh, sparring action. Right. Uh, He's incredibly quick, but you're eventually, over time, he's not able to maintain that speed. Once you get up in your face... You're able to sort of in the melee get to him, smack him up a little bit, right, and eventually uh, best him. But it is a, a good a good solid fight.
2: Oh, that's good.
1: And you eventually smack into the ground, and like your axe comes close to him, and he is forced to yield. An impressive bout. Nice.
2: You're you've gotten faster.
1: Uh, indeed, we have been doing some research on these augmentations. I needed to test them course in a in a field situation gotta work on this i think they might actually work better uh with the side gauntlets still gotta work on the the charging and attacking at the same time takes a great deal of coordination might be some changes they need to make to it yeah but if i'm going to lose to a Terran i'd like to lose to you lily washington
2: <laughs> well thanks for sparring with me
1: thank you for sparring with me he takes back the axe you know unfortunately he has to hang it back up yeah, I mean, I don't know that Lily would really want to keep it, but right. she likes, you know,
2: it's a different thing. It's a different weapon, and she kind of likes weapons, so. Yeah,
1: you know, it's another another hobby. And she
2: likes Protoss, so it's just kind of a
1: fun little experience, I think. So most of the Protoss you've met, you know, haven't been super jerks. Yeah. Selendis is kind of boring, but. Yeah, I mean, Karax
2: seems a little bit strange. Maybe too nice. made her uncomfortable
1: seems suspicious he's too much like a scientist
2: yeah 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 but i mean
1: even landasha she's like terrible but you kind of like her you know she's doing her thing (laughs) uh yes i think you guys can head back in your ship and blast off it'll take you several days to get to core hall and that's probably a good place to call it yep all right cool I think you guys can take 15 experience for the, you know, terrible, the drunk Lily experience. That (laughs) was uh, very well done. I hope that wasn't too
2: obnoxious. No, no, no.
1: Like a drunk person, I guess, is supposed to be, so. It was uh, well played, well metered out.
2: All right. The whole drunk episode. Where Imogen has to fix everything.
1: Again, Imogen makes a bunch of phone calls. Yep. The logistics lines up our work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then Imogen gets yelled at by some psionic person.
0: That's that's all standard.
1: But just, uh, we got we got beats, we got a hit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I know you're the
2: like the leader profile or whatever, but this is one of the reasons why Lily defers to you in a lot of decisions, because I kind of think that maybe she's more like the kid, and <laughs> you're like the parent.
1: <laughs> Look, until the fight starts, and then there's a the swap. Yep. Right.
2: <laughs>
0: You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using the Genesis role-playing system published by Edge Studio. Our GM was Daniel, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.